Yeah, what you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And Lindsay Baseball has what we need to know today. Yes, Cappy, very excited to bring you what you need to know. Always excited about all of our sponsors. But what you need to know today is that concession workers at Dodger Stadium have voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike just a week before the venue is set to host MLB's All-Star Game, of course. More than 1,500 workers voted 99% in support of the authorization of the strike, meaning that this strike could literally be called at any moment. The union did not give out any specifics on what they're seeking in negotiations, other than that they say they just want a fair contract. So that is what you need to know. You guys hear about this? Well, I, I did, yeah. Yeah, I did. And I and I thought of you immediately, Cappy, because you're the type of guy that would go be a scab uh, concession. <laughs> <person I think>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he would throw the peanuts, too. He would definitely be throwing them. Oh, yeah. And he, he you know, because Cappy loves Cappy. So Cappy would want to be the center of attention. He wants to be the peanut guy that gets all the love. So he'd be like, this is my chance. So I would break union lines and I would go scab the concessions. I would I would say, hey, look, such a gross uh, word. I'm a, uh, I'm a I'm a peanut thrower. I know you guys have have, have outlawed and banned peanut bag throwing. But so long as I'm scabbing, not really working here, I'm breaking lines, I'm throwing the peanuts. Um, yeah. So, so to, this, to, this, to this topic, one of the things I noticed when I was at the ballpark most recently with Beto was that the idea of the roaming concession worker is just a thing of the past. I mean, most people who work concessions now are behind the things. You know, the idea of the beer man is basically dying. You know what I mean? Like, because everything you get, you either swipe, tap, or whatever, and it either comes to you or they're doing something fancy. Like, the idea of just carrying cash and a guy yelling, hey, you want a beer? And you're saying, hey, and passing the money down the line. So antiquated and not even real yep. that it's 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 almost weird to even think about but separately as somebody that's typically very pro-union in this particular case great timing out of you guys this right. is when you do it yep. this is called maximum impact maneuver and maneuvering and so you got to hand it to them they know how to make some headlines and hopefully it works for them yeah mim maximum impact maneuvering Correct. um is what it is it's mim and um listen you're about to have the all-star game at dodger stadium it hasn't been here in a generation And you're arguing that, hey, I don't even make a livable wage as a concessionaire at Dodger Stadium. So guess what? Uh, The week of the All-Star game, here comes the threat. We may not show up. Hey, got to love it. That's that's, that's how things get done in America. I don't know, George, would you you go in as a scab concessionaire? No, man. I'm a man of the people. I ain't messing with the people's money. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've already got me billed as a scab concessionaire. <laughs> well, I mean, you—we already saw you broke you broke uh, the chain of command with the people where you were out there, you know, with an ahi stack. I'm getting a lot of people in the community saying an ahi stack is not really that bougie. Thank you. It's not about the ahi stack. It's about the location. It's about the the, the look of the menu. It was about the vibe. It was bigger than all that. It's about the je ne sais quoi. Exactly. I was trying to make a colorful uh, artistic picture that I didn't even take. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like I, I feel like you should also double as like a concessionaire at the softball game. You think I should double what? As a concessionaire at the softball game. That's well, not a bad idea. I got churros here. I got churros. Who needs a churro? I got a churro for you. Come here. You right here. Well, I got first churros. Of all, first of all. 
first of all. Why did you anglicize it already? Well, I mean, I will go. I have churros. <laughs> there you go. Much Yo better. tengo churros. Si. Tu quieres churros? Okay. Si. Por churros favor. es muy bien. <laughs> you know, no. Fun, fun fact. My dad, my dad was a Spanish major in uh, college, and he did a lot of work in international development in Central America. And what he always said is, if you ever are in a situation where somebody asks you to pronounce your name in Spanish, chates. So, you know, it's not yates, it's chates. So I've learned that over the years. Senor chates. Chates. You know, you say it with the... Chates, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So anybody who feels free, feel free, community, to address me as Senor Chates when we see each other <laughs> Senor <on> Chates? <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Very good. That's what you need to know. It's brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Do you guys think this will happen, just by the way? Do you think that there really will be a concessionaire strike? Yeah, and I think it'll affect. I don't think it'll affect certain parts of the concession situation, and they'll figure it out after one day. I think that's what'll happen. I mean, this is the same company that the concessionaires work for. That is the same company that won't let the peanut guy throw the peanuts anymore. They changed out the Dodger dog, uh, and now they got a potential strike on their hands. And I read the article about how, like, you know, how the, the concessionaires don't make a livable wage. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it just, it's not a lucrative job, frankly. No. You know, I don't know what, what it is that, that everybody gets paid. I really don't. Um, and I, I would assume that a lot of money is made in tips. But if what you're saying, Clinton, is right, which is the beer guy, hey, cold beer here, cold beer. If that guy doesn't walk around the ballpark anymore and my churro guy is the only guy that's running around, I mean, you used to be able to buy hot dogs. You know, you go, give me two. two th-, and then you pass the money down the row, and yeah. you hand it to the guy, and he throws you a couple of dogs. That doesn't happen anymore? Not that I've seen. I, I mean, I was looking for this, and I did not see a ton of that. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying it's not there. I just mean the idea the idea of, like, carrying cash and handing it to a human for the human to take home is just, yeah. you know, so far behind yeah. us. It, it, it- it doesn't happen often, but uh, to Laura's point, when I ran into Laura at the Dodger game a couple of weeks ago, there were a few guys um, out there. Not not as much, Clinton, to your point, as there was even just five or ten years ago where right. it felt like every inning there was somebody out there. It was uh, every couple of innings maybe somebody would pop through. Right? Can you pay cash to a concessionaire in the ballpark today? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised Dodger if Dodger Stadium it was is no. cash. Yeah, I, I think it's cashless. I could be wrong. But. So the guy walking around, I got cotton candy over here. Who needs a cotton well, that, candy? I got cotton candy. If it's a guy walking around, that's different. But I think the actual concessions could be cashless. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. Anyway, well, listen, I hope these guys get it worked out because this would be, I mean, what would happen? What, what would happen, seriously? Like if you got to the All-Star game or the festivities on Monday and Tuesday of next week and there are, there's a strike going on. They'd, what, they, what, they'd get another company is what they would do. That's what they would do. Oh, I, yeah. you, so you're telling me that, like, uh, you know, Freddie Freeman, who's not going to be in the All-Star game, they're not going to ask him to, like, hand out, uh, you know, helmet nachos? Like, that's not happening? <laughs> I know. They're not going to go to the people that are already there. They're just going to replace all the folks that they clearly don't care about at this point. You know? hey, hey, Freddie, I know that, uh, you know, I know it's been a little bit of a rough season for you at times. But you mind handing out some helmet nachos? <laughs> yeah, you said you wanted to go to the All-Star game. Here, help out, will you? You know, it's funny because um, I was driving into L.A. Live. This was about a week and change ago. And when I walked into the studio, I go, hey, you guys see the mural across the street for the advertisement for the All-Star game? There's a picture of Otani 
So representing the Angels, you figure, you know, Southern California team. And he's, I mean, Otani's easily going to be in the All-Star game. And then there's Freddie Freeman on the same mural in downtown L.A. And I thought, okay, well, he's a Dodger player, but that's awfully presumptuous that Freddie Freeman's going to make the All-Star team, especially because I had looked up the, 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 the voting and he wasn't, you know, leading the voting like Trey Turner was. So, um... I don't know if you guys saw this article or not, but Dylan Hernandez, who writes for the LA Times, was in the Dodger clubhouse. Yep. I, I believe this was yesterday. And he walks up to Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman and he asks him about not making the All-Star team. And that turns into one of those clubhouse locker room situations where you're on the player's home turf and get ready because he might be coming at you now. What we got going on? Yeah, here? what, George, what what is, are you unpacking is... Christmas presents? No snacks. I was looking for a oh, snack. What okay. are you What are you eating? I mean, if you don't have the LeBron, you know. Oh, so I found these things downstairs in the lobby. They're called bombs, mm-hmm. and they are sugar-free dark chocolate uh, seed nut sea salt little concoctions. Uh, they're like, uh, that's uh, like they're a plane keto. snack. Yeah, that I, sounds like, bougie. Like a like an airplane snack. No, no, I bought <laughs> I bought this in the lobby. Yeah, sixty four percent cacao, which means it's uh, some nice dark chocolate. Right. Yeah, and it's keto. So you know. all right, very well. So let me – you guys read this thing, though, where, where Hernandez walks up to Freeman. Yeah, and, lay it out. Continue. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lindsay, why don't you lay it out for everybody so that we can put this to the jury of the people here. Okay, okay, okay. Well, so – hold on. Not, not, now I'm having this problem with my LA, L.A. Times subscription, not showing up on one computer and then showing up on the other one. Okay. okay I've got it here. I've got it. Okay. Hang on here. So Dylan Hernandez, obviously, as you said, kind of – you know, picking a fight, if you will, with his column that he wrote today titled Older, Wiser Dodgers Pitcher Clayton Kershaw Able to Relish the All-Star Honor. So he starts off with the, his lead is good thing he's still hitting. And then he goes into his interactions with Freddie Freeman. And he said a simple question about whether he was ticked off about not being chosen for the All-Star team made Freddie Freeman come unglued on Sunday. Come on, he replied. That's a terrible question. And then he goes on to say that, you know, Freddie Freeman said that, you know, he, he looked like he was taking out all of his aggression after he, he later in the game, whatever. And then he said, the next thing I knew, Fredman was barking across the clubhouse about how he was the worst reporter he's dealt with in his 13 years in the major leagues. I guess he still hasn't met Bill Platschke. <laughs> and, and he says, so this is the guy that the Dodgers are going to be counting on in October. Who boy? Goes on to kind of, you know, lay out, you know, some things, whatever, and says, if I were Andrew Friedman, I'd like my $162 million number three hitter to be more emotionally stable. But on the bright side, that's exactly what they have out of Clinton Kershaw. Hmm. What do you guys think about this? So a reporter walks up to a player who has murals painted all over L.A. about the All-Star game, and Freddie Freeman is not voted into the All-Star game. And the reporter walks up and goes, yo, man, how about, uh, what do you think? I mean, what, what do you think about not making the All-Star team? And the player starts airing him out to the entire team. Yo, this is the worst reporter in 13 years in big league baseball. This is the worst reporter I've ever heard because that's a terrible question. Fellas, was it a terrible question? Uh, I, I mean, look, there's, there's a couple of different things at play here. Number one, I, I mean, if he, if he thinks it's a terrible question, it's, it's a terrible question. That's, that's, that's fine. Number two, I mean, do, does it, am I the only person in this room that's met Freddie Freeman, like professionally or otherwise? I don't know Freddie Freeman. Freddie I have Freeman not met him ever. Widely known as not one of, not a handful of the best guy in baseball. Like that's Freddie Freeman's actual reputation. So there's, there's that to be understood. And the third thing is that. 
I'm not going to lie. I find this tone from Dylan wildly con- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, condescending for no real reason of merit. Like, well, I'm sorry, because this guy doesn't like you that suddenly the owner should have an issue with his comportment and temperament because he was willing to tell his teammates what he thought about a journalist. That that just doesn't add up for me. And like, I get it. Dylan's been around a long time and he's a good journalist, but this feels like, frankly, on a professional level, something personal that got taken to the level of print that I, I just don't see how it's relevant to anything. And he even says in his own lead, good thing he's hitting. Yeah, because that's what he's here to do, buddy. He's Freddie Freeman and we already know about the emotional. I, I did, this didn't This didn't make a lot of sense for me from a column angle. Oh, oh, see, I, I think the complete opposite. Like, I'm not saying that, that Dylan I'm – I'm not saying you're wrong about his tone. I, what I'm just saying is Freddie Freeman um, in Atlanta, to my knowledge – now, I have never met him, but I have had the conversation with a couple people today about this story just to get some background. Right. And basically, a lot of what I got was, well, you know, Freddie was the darling there. You know what I mean? So it's like he's not the darling here. And I think that because of that, he and look, we can go down the road as to why he's not feeling that. Uh, I, I think when Clayton Kershaw made his comments when they were in Atlanta, I thought they were pointed uh, for a reason, okay? Like, that's not the type of stuff Clayton Kershaw normally does. But I, I think that there is something going on there, and I think that reporters like Dylan are sniffing around about it. And I think that there's probably been more than one interaction <laughs> to lead to this point where Obviously. Freeman says that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that that is so, like, typical and almost stereotypical of an athlete to go full-blown cappy in the sense of, again, going from a <laughs> 1 to a 10. Is he the worst reporter you've ever de- – I mean, come on. Like, stop. Like, you're doing that because you – Freddie Freeman, clearly, I mean, this is just, this seems obvious to anyone. You don't even need a, a, you know, a psychological degree to know this. He's clearly out of sorts at the moment from an emotional standpoint. Uh, so much so that, as Dylan pointed out, and I pointed out, that his teammates are wondering if he's all in. <laughs> I don't think that's a small anecdote in this story. No, it's not. But the team is the one that signed him, meaning you knew what you were dealing with when you were taking the guy from the one place he cared about. It seems weird to assert that there's somehow. Did you? I, I mean, I, I, I think, think you, if he's you, acting. I, I mean, I think yeah, if you understood know, what was going on, I mean, again, maybe you didn't. But to me, that's on the people doing the signing. That's called due diligence. I think it would be very odd at this point to come back and say, well, wow, we had no idea that it was going to affect him this much. Yo, that's on you. You're the one spending the money. You know what I mean? No, I, I, no. To me, that's how I, I, I look think, at that. I, I, and Cappy, I'd love to hear what you think. I, I feel like his reaction to that is borderline unprofessional <laughs> you know what i'm saying like how you don't play you don't play for the atlanta braves anymore dude like get over it like that's the you chill no one put a gun to your head to sign with the dodgers if you really wanted to be in atlanta go to atlanta stay in atlanta i get it but i mean it's not like he's a bum you know what i mean you, you again you no, committed the no money one is to saying him. that he's but, an amazing player i just think that you, I, listen i think that there is something to be said for you know the response not the responsibility but simply the effectiveness of what you're trying to do and if and listen god bless dylan but if 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 freddie freeman doesn't like him 
big deal. I don't think he. T- I don't think oh, he has yeah, to be. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he has to be trying to be the darling. I think it's actually a little bit more honest to actually be saying something out loud about this. Now, where I find it to be to be an issue is what you said, George. Obviously, there was a something that led up to this. And so to act as if it was really just one thing that suddenly was a blow up, I think is a little bit disingenuous. If we yeah. both know that clearly there was some history there between these two. I love okay, but, but what Dylan Hernandez did in his column, though. But I, I don't. See, I, I, see, I know Clinton doesn't like it. But you see, I love how Dylan Hernandez used his column to fire back. Hold on for one second, George. Sedano's in Vegas. CY's in the house all week long. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday afternoon. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. The big CY, Clinton Yates, is in all week. George is in Vegas for Summer League. We've got him for a little bit longer. George, how much longer we got you? Guess no longer. Guess we don't have many. All right. Well, let me for that point, Scott. We were just talking about the situation with you know the LA Times and Dylan and Freddie Freeman. I I just want to be clear about this. Look, as somebody that's worked at newspapers for quite a while, and I don't have his experience in terms of specifically, obviously, where he is with the with the Dodgers and where he's been in a lot of places. But here, here's the thing: this isn't even about Dylan in my in this particular case. It's about the fact that it's how do I explain this? He's taking something that is clearly personal between himself and the player. And applying it to something more large, more more largely that I, I don't actually think speaks to the point he's he's even making. Like if I saw that, if I'm in a clubhouse and I see a guy blow up on a reporter, let's just take uh, what's his name who played for Washington State for years, who's reformed his life after having all Ryan of these, Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Let's just say I see something like that, and then I look at the player and I say, "Wow, the production the production really the production really is something." He's clearly going through it publicly. The way I look at that is that dude is really troubled and is still producing at a high level, and that is something that is actually pretty amazing and something that should be considered in terms of what this guy's general comfort zone is being around his own teammates. To take it and say, well, he had a problem with me, therefore clearly he's got a problem with everything, I, I, that just doesn't add up to me from a logic standpoint, never mind a journalism one. And that's, that's kind of well, where I am. Well, it's what not I about would Dylan say specifically is, in that regard. No, no, I get you, but what I would say is, you know, are we just again? We can't just summarily dismiss the Clayton Kershaw comment here a couple no. weeks ago. No, 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 no. I, I, I think that that something in that clubhouse is brewing in a way that um, is not good for Freddie Freeman. So I, I think that there, it, this isn't just a journalist versus player thing. No, it seems like there's some issues within the clubhouse beyond 
uh, or, or excuse me, within the, the, the group of players. Could be, yeah, but, but if but he's you know raking, what? he's raking. But Well, that's just it. You know, here's the thing. Uh, when the Dodgers left Atlanta, since that time, I want to say they're, they've won 11 of 12. They've won nine of their last 10. So whatever happened in Atlanta, whatever Clayton Kershaw said to regulate, uh, no matter what Freddie Freeman was feeling emotionally and firing agents, and that whole storyline has been buried by how great the Dodgers have been playing and the number of games that they've been winning. Dylan Hernandez walking up to a player that has murals all over L.A. for the All-Star game and asks a guy, hey, so, you know, what do you think, man? You didn't, you didn't make the All-Star team. Like, what's, what do you think? However he may have phrased it. And to have Freddie Freeman jump on him, at least the way it's described, as, come on, that's a terrible question. It always irritates me when I hear a coach or a player tell a reporter that their questions are good or bad questions. Like, are you a, an well, wait, expert in question wait, asking? Wait, yeah, wait, wait. Well, yeah. I, I normally I agree with you. There are the occasional terrible questions. Of but course, there I are say, terrible questions. Yeah, yeah, of course, but, there are terrible but, questions. But that, but that, that's not one of them. Is what I would say. I, I think asking Freddie Freeman for a reaction about not making the All Star team when you're playing yeah, for the Dodgers and it's in Dodger Stadium and there's murals painted all over town of you as an All Star, I think it's fair. You know, like, just yeah. give me some reaction. What do you think? And then to have Freddie, see, this always irritates me. When, when you're the player and you're in the clubhouse or the locker room, that is your domain. You own that. The reporters are in your ocean. They're swimming in your ocean. You're the big shark, okay? And so if you don't like what the reporter is asking, let me, make, let me get real loud in front of the whole clubhouse. Hey, everybody, mm-hmm. this is the worst reporter I've ever been around in 13 years of doing my job. <laughs> ever. He's the worst at his ever, job. Ever, to, be, ever. to be fair, if that happened and I was in the clubhouse, I would also laugh, and I think everybody would too. But that's, that's just me. But it's embarrassing for, for Dylan, and he's on the receiving end of this harangue from a guy who's a $162 million player that's you know in his first year with the team. And it's like, hey, everybody, let me humiliate this guy to get him out of my face. And it's just, to me, it's, it's a bullying sort of situation. Huh. And, and if I'm Dylan Hernandez, what is my recourse? It's to come right back in the paper and go, man, I really upset this guy by how dare I ask him about not making it to the All-Star game. And then, by the way, if I were the Dodgers, I'd want this guy to be a little bit more uh, mentally stable than he's shown. Mm. So I understand why he goes back after him. I just, I just hate when, when the athletes and the, um, and the coaches judge the questions. Like, are you are you great at asking questions? Did I miss something? I mean, it's my job. I'm doing my job. I'm trying to be professional. I'm here just trying to do my job. And and now you're humiliating me in front of the entire clubhouse? Okay, gotcha. I'll go back to the paper, and this is what I'll write, and we'll just go back and forth. To that's me, that, my recourse. To me, I think, George, there's a part of me that feels also like just kind of that's, that's baseball. Like, that's the business of being a journalist on some level. I'm not saying I think Dylan did anything wrong. And I actually don't think that this was out of bounds as a journalism topic. I just, I just think I would have approached it differently personally. But that's why the, the world goes around because everybody's different. But I just – to me, this is, this is part of the game. I, I don't – maybe I'm overstating that, George, in terms of like – what you what we as journalists deal with in terms of athletes but like this I, I don't know when I read that it didn't strike me as that I don't want to say out of the ordinary it was because it was Freddie Freeman but it, di- it didn't strike me as anything I hadn't seen before if that makes sense you know what I think Clinton I also think yeah. that when you're Freddie right. Freeman you come from Atlanta where I, I suspect that there are many fewer people around every day in the Braves clubhouse 
and they're kind of the big deal in Atlanta. And I suspect that a lot of these journalists, who are especially who are young and they're on this beat, you know, they, they look at these guys like, hey, man, that guy's a $162 million player. Like, i got to sit here and suck up to this guy. No. And, and when some guy doesn't suck up to him, and by the way, you're now in L.A. This is, this is a major media market. This is not Atlanta. You know, the, the, you're not down in San Diego. You're in Los Angeles. This is comparable to Boston, Philadelphia, New York. This isn't Milwaukee. This isn't one of these small markets where you know, this is a big-time place. And there's going to be a lot more media, and they're going to be asking you a lot more questions. You've got to deal with that. This is exactly why I think people that are journalists in big-time places should be prepared to get yelled at by athletes. This mm. is exactly what my point is. That's kind of what I'm getting at, Scott, just on the other side. Yeah. Let's take a couple well, of calls. I, I don't everybody think thinks. it's the first ahead, time. Dude. I don't think it's the first time Dylan Hernandez has been no, yelled at. I, no. I just think I, – I, I'm just saying that – I just think that Freddie Freeman is hypersensitive right now, and it seems fairly obvious. Yeah. All right, here's a, here's a call from Brian checking in on Sedano and Cap. Hey, Brian, you want to jump in on this conversation? Go for it, man. What do you say? Yeah, guys. Uh, last week, Dylan wrote a pretty harsh article, a column about Freddie, and maybe that's what uh, Freddie was upset about, uh, and maybe that's why he uh, took offense at the question the other day. I don't think uh, – Baseball players or any kind of sports players have to necessarily like the press. I mean, that's not a requirement. So keep up the good work, and Scott, keep asking great questions. <laughs> well, you know, the, the piece that you were um, talking about last week, there was a piece where Hernandez kind of got on Freddie Freeman. Uh, he, he said that the Freddie Freeman saga couldn't be any more nauseating. Um, he's talking about the divorce with the Braves. Um, his tear-stained efforts continue to play the victim, revealing him to be uh, an entitled athlete. So Hernandez wow. did rip Freddie Freeman. I'm um, looking for the date on this piece that he wrote. This was on July 1st. So coming out of the Atlanta series, Dylan Hernandez called Freddie Freeman you know, the typical entitled athlete. And, by the way, used the same uh, phrase, Clinton, good thing he's hitting. Yeah, I mean, ugh. go ahead, George. Um, look, in real time, this is not me relitigating the situation, okay? In real time, at that time, during the Atlanta series, uh, my response is, should we really be all that surprised that a grown man is in his feelings because he was at some place for 15 years? However, two things can be true at the same time. Uh, I do believe there is a level of professionalism you must uh, portray uh, because, yeah, I, I get you're tied to this one place forever, but it's you were a free agent. You made this decision. Now, we can sit here and debate some of the stuff that's out there. I, I'm not getting into it because there's already been plenty of uh, hearsay that's been put out on social media that uh, that the As agency to why that he used left to represent. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, has taken umbrage with. But what I would say is this. After a while, I was kind of like, all right, bro, we get it. And then when Clayton Kershaw put voice to it, I, I just think that changed the entire landscape for him. For be Not for the better, that's for sure. For worse, uh, because Clayton is not that guy, because Clayton is not the guy to be commenting on other teammates uh, and their situations. But I, I do think that there is – something is up there. And, and if I were Freddie Freeman, because – and I'm going to point back to the, the Kershaw thing for the third time here um, – I think at some point you need to look at yourself in the mirror if someone like Clayton Kershaw is making those kind of comments. I guess. I just – I don't see what the value would be 
for the Dodgers to sign a guy for that long who's that good and then all of a sudden create an environment where he doesn't like it. Like, well, I, look, the reasons we, it, almost don't matter at a certain point of what actually happens from a contract standpoint. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, no, I, I, you want that guy yeah, to be happy yeah, so yeah, he yeah. can produce, bro. That's pretty much the goal. Sure, but, I mean, he's he's the – it's, he's not unhappy because of anything the Dodgers have done. Sure, <laughs> like, he's but, I mean, unhappy but, because he's unhappy. Yeah, no, I know. Or I, we we believe he may be unhappy. Right. I bet you Dylan Hernandez thinks he's unhappy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> if if you just had to guess off the top of your head, if I if we just laid it all out for you, I mean, would you say that Freddie Freeman seems happy? No, what I would say is after 15 years of this and him actually being honest, I would have reevaluated how long I think it's going to take for this guy to get over this. And I would actually have a talk with him about like, yo, we're going to figure out a way to make sure that you don't put yourself in this position publicly because it's a waste of time for our team and for you. That's what I would do. I would actually change course from a PR standpoint and not just sit there and say, either I told you so or get it together. You know, you can, you can do something in between, Cappy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I think. I think both of you are really terrible journalists, and, and I'm going to leave the show right now. Well, I think one of us is a really good journalist, and one of us is a really good sensationalist. You figure out who's who. Radio Tinder is up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so I'm really, really excited. Morales, thank you for letting me take it away. Love Tequila Mandala and love Radio Tinder. So my By first way, question. Excuse me. Go ahead. Sorry. For a second. Uh, Quentin Yates, did you hear this? I've been getting a lot of this in the community today. Mm-hmm. That Keyshawn on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max are now playing oh, a God. similar version of Radio Tinder. Is this true? <laughs> Listen. Uh, okay. Let me address this diplomatically as that's, that's what I'm here to do. Uh, so the point of Radio Tinder, there were shots taken at Radio Tinder pre-Mandy's. That they were, it was a game that had been played on other shows on not this station, but national stations, which is fine. But that's not why Radio Tinder is cool here. You see what I'm saying? Radio Tinder is cool here because of how this particular show does it. It's not necessarily about the format. Just like every show in America is copying PTI, trying to be a sports debate show, they ain't the same. That's what the point is here. For what it's worth, mine, mine did come out first, just to make a point. Uh, before Spain did it? I, I first of all, I I never knew that Spain did anything okay, well that's, called that. That's fair because she's a, been we, she's been doing that for a while, and I've done it with her a couple. But times. I looked you it up. No, you didn't know. I looked it up, and uh, I actually did start doing it before that. Okay. In 20, 20, uh, 20, 2019. Well, that wouldn't be before, but okay. Well, it was before I before I worked here. So. <laughs> right. That's yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's all good. Anyway, it, it it's radio people. Like everybody borrows <laughs> ideas. You know, like we we name them different things because. At the end of the day, we're all doing we're all doing the same thing here. We're trying to entertain people, and you know it's cool. We we just like to entertain well, people listen, and, and ask them to swipe. This. I think that uh, I think that we should be flattered that Keyshawn heard something here. And it is an award winning show, Cap. Right, and decided <laughs> to take it national. Keyshawn's like, hey, look, all the LA listeners know that that radio tenders on Sedano and Cap, but so what? The national listeners don't. It's a great bit. Let's use it. I think we should be flattered. 
I'm very flattered, but I think, Cap, I know you have an agent, I know Sedano has an agent, and I think that maybe we need to like get an agent involved here to ask if we can get some type of royalties. Oh, wow. Just saying. What? Oh, wow. Just saying. All right, here it is. It's the award-winning, the Mandy Award-winning Radio Tinder. Here's Lindsay Baseball. Okay, so, Cap, I don't know if you know who Doja Cat is. Let me Let me start there. Do you know who Doja Cat is? I know that Doja Cat is a performer of music. Okay, uh, that's all we need to know. We're good. Okay. We're so good I'm with not, that. I, at least I'm good there. Okay, cool. I was just checking to see if you know who she was. She's pretty, pretty big name. So apparently she's not thrilled about Noah Schnapp, who is the, uh, uh, he's a star of Stranger Things, which I know you have not seen, uh, but he posted their private DMs after she expressed interest in his Stranger Things co-star over the weekend. Well, last week. Uh, but anyway, Doja Cat, she messaged Schnapp on Instagram asking if, Joseph Quinn, his friend and co-worker, has a girlfriend, according to a screenshot that he posted on TikTok on Wednesday. Well, then Thursday night, all hell broke loose because on TikTok Live, Doja Cat went off to say uh, she had a lot of dissatisfaction, I guess you could say, that Schnapp shared their messages saying that she was trying to be chill about it because he's just a kid. But still, she thought it was whack and socially unaware for the 17-year-old actor to post their private DMs. So, Cappy. And Clinton, who is also now single and on the market. Should Doja Cat be mad that Noah Schnapp publicly shared her DMs about wanting to hook up with his friend? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to swipe right. She should be upset. Um, Let's start off with Schnapp. When you said Schnapp, I didn't know if you meant Snap, but you actually put in a Schnapp. That's a name. It's a Schnapp. Yeah. Like some people, Clinton, how do you say when you take um, two pieces of like graham crackers with peanut, with uh, with chocolate bars and marshmallows, when you're making those, what do you call those? Those are s'mores. Right. I call them s'mores, too. I know some people that call s'mores s'mores, and it I've really irritates that. me. I've heard that. There's no H in s'mores. There that. is no H. Yeah. There is no sh in s'mores. Yeah. Just like there shouldn't be a sh in Snap, but there is because this guy's name is Noah Schnapp. Um. First of all, if you're going to DM a 17-year-old child because you're interested in their friend, you should expect a high school reaction because that's some high school stuff right there. How old is Doja Cat? I think she's in her early 20s. No, she's older than that. She's oh, okay. 26. Okay. She's almost 10 well, years mid, older than mid-20s. this Mid-20s. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, at risk of starting a future war between uh, more shows, when we discussed this on Travis and Slee on Friday, what I said at the time was, this is creepy by Doja Cat. You know what I'm saying, Linz? Like, why are you messaging younger teenagers to get to their friends? What's the point of being famous, Cap, if you can't slide into DMs on your own right. or just pull up on people? Right. I don't understand why you would have to go through the side friend like, hey, my friend over here wants to talk to you. Terrible game out of Doja Cat, Linz. Right, because what was the name of the singer the night that we were at the Laker game? That hit Kesha. Kesha. Kesha now- rolled up directly into my kitchen. That's how you do it. And by the way, now that Lindsay just said this, and I'm going to dig a little deeper okay. coming up, now that you're a single man, <laughs> yes. now you, you'd you like to probably figure out how can you reconnect with Kesha. So, no, I don't need to reconnect with Kesha. That's never going to happen. But what's the name of this program? I mean, this, this segment? This is Radio Tinder. Radio Tinder, which means we've got to figure out over the course of the this, this week, because I'm here for the week, whether or not your boy is going to get on the apps. Now, listen, let's be real. I just broke up with somebody. I'm not really necessarily trying to jump in the sack with anybody else or otherwise. But, like, this could be fun just to see what's out there and see what the president of the local chapter could reel in. I thought That's- when you break up with somebody, you're not trying to jump into a relationship, but you are trying to jump into the sack. I thought that was the whole deal. <laughs> I think it is, Captain. And 
you know, they call that a great a great radio tease. Yeah, we will talk about that a little bit yeah. later, folks. Sure you would. We will. We will. All right. But so so here's the thing. Um, I am under the impression, because I, I talked with my roommate extensively about this. I'm under the impression Doja Cat likes 29-year-old dude from Stranger Things, right? Perfectly in her age range, whatever. She thinks he's cute. But 29-year-old dude from Stranger Things does not follow her on Twitter. So the other kid, Schnapp, Schnappy, if you will, mm. does follow her on Twitter. So, or Instagram, whatever the social media is. So, in that case, she's like, well, since I don't know that guy and I don't know anybody who knows him, but his coworker nah. follows me, I have the ability to DM him and probably get a response. So, I'm going to check in with him. Nah, that's nah. what Slop I think happened. Sloppy game. Sloppy yeah. game. It is sloppy, but I'm saying I feel like that's why it happened. Yeah, but again, you're Doja Cat. All you got to do is hit up like an actual publicist and say, why don't you invite me to a party this guy goes to? You're trying to be sneaky in the DMs when you should be straightforward on the street. You that, know what I'm saying? That's true. And then you get all upset when the mm-hmm. high school kid airs you out <laughs> like a we, high school kid. Come on. You right. know? Also, if I if I posted what I get sent in my DMs, there would be like World War Three. I swear. Like the stuff really? that, oh yeah, just because the stuff that people send and like, uh, it's just, you know. Be, being a woman, especially in this industry, and like having a male-dominated audience and listeners, like oh, the stuff that you you wouldn't. Can believe I look at your DMs? Okay, you know what? And let's moving right along. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that some other time, Cappy. What's when the, I when I show you how to get to Disney, the post show okay? podcast. Yeah. All right. So next one. So I was listening to a podcast last night, This American Life, which is a great podcast, uh, and it was about whether or not people, like in general, are good. So this woman tells a story about how she saw a weird lost pet sign in her neighborhood, and she had an idea for a social experiment. She created her own lost pet sign with two vicious-looking photos of a possum, and she wrote, Lost cat, no tags, very mean and destructive, must be scared. If found, please call, blah, 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 blah. Right? She said that she was shocked and how many people blew up her phone and called in response to warn her that it was not a cat that she found, but a possum, and that she should let it go before it hurts her, her or her home. She said that she got dozens of voicemails, and 90% of them were people who were literally just calling out of the goodness of their heart to be nice and warn her, like, uh, hey, just so you know, I don't think that's a cat, that's a possum, and you should probably be careful. So I thought it was a very interesting, weird but interesting social experiment. And I wanted to ask you guys, if you saw that same sign, would you take the, to- the time to call the woman and correct slash warn her? Clinton, start with you. Uh, whatever yes is, is the answer. But I have a whole separate rant about this general mentality that upsets me to no end. Yes, people, there are decent folks in the world. They walk the earth every day with you. So you people, every time something happens or somebody does something awful to something, you just say, not surprised, saw it coming, could have happened. No, all right? There's a lot of people that do good things every day and don't talk about it, and they're not surprised because that's how they were raised by decent people themselves. Stop being surprised when people do good things. It's unnecessarily negative and over the top for those of us who are out there trying to be decent human beings. So, yeah, so if you saw it, if you saw it walking down the street, you'd be, you'd pick up your phone and be like, you know what? I I'm think not I'm saying that I would have done that, but if somebody did that who was a friend of mine and said, oh my God, I can't believe all these people hit me up. It's like, that's disingenuous to the whole cause of asking for help yes, to begin with. My, it's like I, a reverse wolf cry. I, you're right, but I was just curious is if you personally would do that because I think I probably if it would. Was in my neighborhood, yeah. probably. Like yeah, where I, I think actually I would. live, like or yes. in my building? Yes. For certain. Yeah. Yes. I have a quick question though. I'm okay. gonna swipe left here and answer the question by saying if I saw a picture on a on a pole in my neighborhood that said, Hey, lost cat, blah blah blah, all the stuff you've described, and it was not a picture of a cat and it was a picture of a possum, I can say one thousand percent I would never go out of my way to pick up my phone 
call this person and say, hey, just want to let you know, I saw the picture, and that's not a cat, that's a possum. You've got to be really careful because that thing could tear your house up. I would never do that. So by saying that I wouldn't do that, does that now mean I'm not a good person? Because I actually think about 8.25%, meaning 8.25 out of 10, 82.5% of people are generally good people. I had a friend of mine recently, he was in the ocean surfing. He was wearing an Apple Watch. He lost the Apple Watch while surfing. Thought the Apple Watch is long gone. Lo and behold, he gets a call from a guy who was like snorkeling, who found the watch on the bottom of the ocean. And somehow, I don't know how the watch was still working, somehow found out whose watch it was, found a way to contact him, brought the watch back to him. My friend said, dude, keep the watch, and here's like 100 bucks. thank you. I think people are generally just good. But I would not waste my time calling this woman about this thing for her social experiment. Am I the bad person or is she the no, bad person? No, but again, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's not a binary, Scott. This is the whole point. Is that like there are plenty of people who, when available to do something decent for somebody, will do it without being asked and won't make a big deal out of it. I'm so tired of people acting like they're so surprised every time somebody else is decent. That tells me more about the people who are talking about that sometimes than it tells me about the folks who are actually doing the things that they think are decent. I will say, though, the fact that she said that there was like, with the math breakdown, whatever, 90% of the people call it like went out of their way it's not something like oh i found this lost apple watch i'm gonna return it went out of their way to pick up their phone and call and be like hey just so you know this isn't what you think and she said only there's only like three calls that one guy was like you bleeping moron that's not a cat and if you don't know that then you deserve to have your house torn up and then another one was like in on the joke too like hey i think that's actually my cat here's my phone number like can i get (laughs) him back she just said like in general she was shocked at how many people called her to just nicely warn her and i'm i'm kind of with her on that why I don't know because I just I feel like it's it, you have to take the initiative to do that, and a lot of people. A lot of people are like that. Yeah, and and I was more. surprised, and I'm glad I was yeah. pleasantly surprised to know that. I think this lady yeah. needs more friends in general. Well, right. Sidewalk. I think the, this lady. I think it was an assignment for the podcast. What is she, you know, she's running like some social experiment at everybody else's well, uh, yeah. expense. She, right. You know what that podcast, This American Life, is just like that's they sit around. It's like a newsroom where they sit around like, oh, here are ideas for a podcast. This, here's the theme. Here's something we could do. This like that's. Not, this, I know plenty of people who have worked you know. on that show. This is not. This does not negate my. Point that perhaps no, it doesn't. <laughs> this person needs more friends. Probably, but you know. All right. Well, there you go. There's Radio Tinder. We got deep into a few of them there. Yeah. Uh, stick around because Clinton Yates did say something that I do believe the rest of us would like to dig into when he said that he's now single on the market and contemplating the dating apps. But wait a second. How did that happen? I'd be curious to find out. We'll get there next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> All right, Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Sedano's in Vegas with the Summer League. Yeah. Clinton's in all week, which is perfect, perfect timing. Correct. Because, Clinton, this upcoming Friday, we are hosting our very own All-Star Friday night event, which includes our Wiffle Ball Bash, which is the Home Run Derby, mm-hmm. and the All-Star Game featuring all of your favorite 710 personalities. It's all happening Friday at the West Covina Sportsplex this, this Friday the 15th. Everybody's broadcasting, so we're on the air from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Everybody in attendance has a chance to win tickets to the Midsummer Classic. It's the 710 All-Star Friday night. It's completely open to the public. So I just want to remind everybody, this Friday, be there. And, Clinton, I'm already getting a lot of questions from people asking, where's the after party? So this is a good question, but I'm going to say this. Here's here's the difference, I think, between 
one of these, like an award show where, frankly, things ended and we have to close off. And this thing, which is that people are going to be drinking like while we're there. I don't, I don't necessarily know how much of an after party is needed. You know what I'm saying? If folks are throughout the course of the day enjoying libations and for lack of a better term, there's a parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily know that we need to go somewhere else specifically, depending on how late it is. But maybe, maybe that's that's just me. But, Laura, you have told us that uh, this is your part of town. And Correct. even Jorge Briones has told me he's going to call me tonight. Everybody wants to put together some kind of an after party. I'm down. Don't get it twisted. I'm down for it. I just I don't know how much less I'm going to have in the tank mm-hmm. after all that whole day of broadcasting and running around on the diamond. Laura, any suggestions? Um, well, I talked about um, calaveras because there is El Pescador, but I'm not a big fan of it for very personal reasons. Um, so there is calaveras around. I just feel like in Clinton's point, you know, you, I don't think you need like a particular spot for it. Like you can just do it there and people are going to be tired, man. Like it's a whole day thing. So you're saying that when the softball game ends, no need to really travel and go anywhere because everybody will have been partying or the party can continue there or there's a tailgate party happening in the parking lot. I think it's yep. more of the latter. Yeah. Yep. Because by the time folks get in their cars after dirtying themselves up in the name of 710 softball and then get to another place and drive to another place and get out and order stuff, it'll be like, we could have just done this here. This is why people do this mm-hmm. in actual adult mm-hmm. softball. Mm-hmm. They just hang out at the field. You okay. know? So. By the way, Cappy. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. For all the listeners who want to go, because a lot of people in the community are like, hey, I want to go in, like I want to check it out. And so it's open to the public, just so everyone knows. But if you want to win a playing spot in the Wiffle Ball Bash, our home run derby, Mm -hmm. if you call right now, you can win tickets to that. If you're caller number five at 877-710-ESPN, you will have a chance to, like I said, win a playing spot in the Wiffle Ball Bash and Two tickets to Capital One Play Ballpark in MLB Live in downtown L.A., which is over the weekend. It's the ultimate all-star fan experience with something for the whole family. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more during what you need to know. But, yeah, be caller five right now if you want to uh, win tickets to play in our wiffle ball bash. Let me just say something quick, Cap. And I think that this is something I want to clear up because a lot of people think that I'm excited about this because I want to, like, show off. Morales said he wants to show I want to show off my baseball skills. That's actually not why I'm excited about this at all. I'm the kind of guy, you know why I am, Scott? Tell me. I'm a game ops guy. I like to make sure that everything that's supposed to happen from an experience standpoint for everybody does happen. So, yeah, let's get the seeds out there. Yeah, let's get all the big league chew. Yeah, let's make sure the gator juice is all lined up and everybody's stretched out and warming up properly and our at-bat songs and our PA things are going well so it feels like a real event. I couldn't care less about showing off my baseball skills. I just want this to be a very well-run event from an actual diamond sports standpoint. Does that make sense, Scott? I was a a camp counselor back in the day, and I used to be a baseball coach as well. So that's where this all comes from. Let me tell you, this is why, just so everybody listening understands, when when the teams were announced and I saw that Clinton was on our team, I went, great. Now I got somebody who can operate this whole thing. Yes. Because I have just, I'm like... Clinton, you handle it. You got it. I got. It's all good, man. This is the stuff I love to do, you know, and I, that's why I notice, you know, sort of things like this. When I go to baseball games, I'm not just sitting there watching the scoreboard. I'm watching the groundskeepers. I'm watching the way all the people do things in terms of how they run their I.O., which is infield, outfield, and all that. You know, I love it. So this is what the fun part is to me, being part of an event like this, well more as well just as much as playing is ever going to be. Clinton, um, I know you love uniforms. Yes. Should we tell everybody on our team – 
that they should all be wearing like black shorts or so, white shorts? I mean, should we have like um, other than just jersey and hat? Should we also be uniformed? I figured you know? we could figure this out right now. So the jerseys are white. They sort of look like the Dodgers home uniforms. Do we have a readout on what the hats look like? What color are the hats? I, I can ask. Let's ask. Let's Let see if Janice, Janice has news on that because she already sent me I that. I think we should go with a gray short, but that's just me. If somebody has preferences on that, that's fine. But I think that's just kind of a neutral color that works well that everybody probably already kind of has. You know what I'm saying? Black. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily look right against the white and the blue. That's personal. I think gray goes a little better. But I plan on getting – I plan on wearing gray shorts, perhaps even the ones I'm wearing right now. And then, mm. uh, you know, I, depending on the color of the hats, that could change, though. Okay. I just wanted I, to make sure. I hit yeah, up Janice, no. so I will get okay. back to you guys. I, I do have a jersey. I'm not playing, and I may go depending on traffic right. once I'm out All of right. here. But – We'll see. No, that's, that's a good question, are. though, Cap. I appreciate that. So that's the kind of thing we want to we want to get in line. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to this. All right. Tell me this, though. Yes. So um, you mentioned Radio Tinder, mm-hmm. presented by Tequila Mandala, by the way. You mentioned that um, you're out there again. You're, yeah. You're, now, this is news to me. Yes. And so now you're telling me that newly singled president of the handsome man community is contemplating getting on the dating apps. Have you ever been on the dating app? This is why I'm contemplating it because in my adult life, I've never actually used them for anything real. And I don't know that I, I don't know that I actually want to, but I'm for the sake of this program in this station, I'm willing to be a little bit of a Guinea pig just to kind of see how this goes. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I just kind of want to see what actually happens because, Lindsay, from my understanding, a lot of the sites and the, and the apps vary differently very much. Okay, one more time. A lot of these sites are very the dating, different. The yes, the apps. And so, like, do I go on the app for the famous people? Am I famous enough for that? Do I go on the ones where only the girls pick? Do I go on the one, the regular one? Like, I don't know what, to, I have no idea how to get through these waters, Scott. And that's well, what I'm trying to figure out. So I, I must tell you, I don't know, man. I've, I've never been on, and I, I'm not saying this like, you know, like humble brag. Ooh, no, no, I've no, I get it. Yeah, I've never, I've never had, had to use because the need a, for an app. I mean, a, few, just... a few years ago, I was, going, uh, I was going on a trip to a friend's wedding. Um, it was outside of the country. And I was going by myself because I had just kind of gotten divorced and whatever. And I wasn't dating anybody. And I was going by myself. And this friend of mine said to me, oh, here's a great idea. Get onto the dating apps now so that you can set up your dates before you even go. Right. And once you're in another country, they're going to be like, oh, cool, American guy, great. And he was like, dude, (laughs) every night, different girl, you're going to have a great experience. I wound up not doing that. I, I wound up taking sand to the beach. But I've never been on any of these apps. So I just assume that all of these apps are just all hookup apps. Are they not? I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do have kind of an ethical question, Scott, that I, I wonder about in, in true in true genuine fashion. Is it a jerk move to be on the apps for the sake of only my own entertainment? You know what no. I'm saying? As opposed to genuinely looking for whatever it is people think they should be looking for. Okay, more. That, that was my question to you. It's like, what is the goal of you being on these apps, right? If it's cause To I, have something to talk about on the radio. Okay, exactly. <laughs> but, then, but then you, because, okay. I love the honesty. Right. <laughs> I had a situation where I had a, um, a human sexuality class, and one of my assignments was for us to get on dating apps. Okay. Okay. I was like, I don't know how I feel about I mean, I was single, so I didn't care. Right. But those people that were married or taken or whatever, right? And it was a whole social experiment that we didn't even know about. And we couldn't say on the thing that we were doing a social experiment. 
And when I, I when I told the guy that I actually liked and I was like talking to, he's like, "That you're such a jerk." Right. Like that's so messed up because I actually wanted to meet you, whatever. So I feel like if you. I mean, you don't want to say, hey, I'm going to talk about you on the radio, no, but it's no, just no, like, no, no, I'm no. looking, yeah. you know, just be like, I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, I'm just but here that to means meet you want to hook up, though. That's the problem. That sends the wrong signal. No, I don't think so. All right. We'll I, see. I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like honesty is your best bet there, but I don't really use them because I'm way too honest and I get in trouble for it. So, Scott, do you think I'm famous enough to join the famous person one? Or is yeah, that, what is that called? You, you so know? you don't want, it's called Raya. You don't want to join that from everything I heard because. Well, what did you hear and whom did you hear it from? Well, I have friends. That are not that are in a similar realm as you. Okay. Like they're they're like they're known. Yeah, you know, they're sure. they're on the same level as television's Clinton Yates. Thank you. Make and, no mistake. Right. And <laughs> and they have told me that it's very uh pretentious people that think that they're famous, or when you occasionally come across like the actual famous people, that they're just there to like F you over because oh, you know this, none of those people are actually going to like want to go on a dating. That's 100 percent what we're looking for okay. from a content standpoint. Are you well, then, well, then there you go. Are there you, you kidding go. me? Pretentious people who don't have any idea what they're doing? That's well easier it would be, to deal with than honest individuals who are genuinely trying to get into your boy. Yeah, you know? yeah I agree, but I mean it, okay, we'll it's, see. it's different on the flip side. Yeah. Um, and I know we got a break, but like, if you're a, if you're a woman, there's nothing like there's no bigger turnoff for me than somebody who's like pretentious. I know, but I'm not. And so it. that's right, fine. Right. So so, the- so like seeing thinking of like the men who are all like oh like Tinder swindler who are like oh I'm rich and famous and I have yachts and stuff like that is okay. So we don't to have me. to do that thing where we explore all the worst case scenarios. We can just talk about what I'm actually going to do. I think that's the easiest way okay. to do this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going forward through the week. So, yeah. All okay. Right. I also have an update. Uh, Really okay, quick, ahead. for the hats. Yeah. We yeah. do not have hats, guys. Only jerseys. Oh, okay, we'll hatless. address that on the other side. Okay, all right. That's an important detail that we did not have Correct. prior to this. That yes. is very important. Uh, hey, by the way, let me thank uh, Martin in Pico Rivera. He won the tickets to the Wiffle Ball Bash. How was that, Laura? That was good. I mean, I don't want to angle Martin. Sign, that you know? Good. Martin. Martin. He actually he pronounced that. it that exact way, too. So really? he'll probably like I mean, that, yes. Hey, I could have just said Martin in Pico Rivera. But I I'm said proud Martin, of you, Happy. I'm proud of you. Pico Rivera. See, uh, stick around. What you need to know, we're all going to find out what that is coming right back. We're going to work on this whole uniform situation. We're going to get Clinton on all these dating apps. And I have started watching a new series, which I never do, and I need to run it by everybody. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.